Welcome to another episode of the Life After Swim podcast. I'm so excited to be starting at this episode with my good friend and former teammate, Alex Heim. Alex, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. So my name is Alex. I graduated from Bryant last year, year 2021. I swam there for four years. And prior to that, I swam um, on a club team back home in New Jersey for almost nine years. Um, so it's been a long time coming of me swimming and going into college and swimming again. Right. And I actually saw Alex in person last week at a ring ceremony. It was it was such an unpredictable year. But Alex, how is it going back and getting your fourth ring for the fourth year in a row? Yeah, just like you said, four for four. I think that's it was fun because um, now that COVID's a little bit more relaxed, we were able to see everyone and have a whole big ceremony and spend time with not only our family, but our friends that we haven't been able to see really, um, especially after graduating. I think it was great because we are the first class that had gone all four years winning all four championships. And I think that's a really special moment for our class to be able to accomplish something that no class prior or after so far has been able to do. And I mean, I hope that it lights a little bit of a fire under the freshmen upcoming this year to know that they're a part of a championship legacy and uh, hopefully strive for the same thing that we were able to accomplish. Right, right. And that kind of goes into my next point to talk a little bit about swimming during a pandemic, during your senior season, it was definitely a roller coaster, but how was the year as a whole, you would say? Um, I think the best way to put that would probably be um, in the nicest way possible, a hot mess. Yeah, It definitely was something none of us could have expected. Um, especially this year, I was able to be nominated and run for captain. Right. Um, and that was really hard because I usually have a like person who understands how it goes every year and is able to kind of guide the new captains to do what they've been doing. Um, but we had to completely improvise, especially with tr- planning out practice schedules and and making sure everyone's abiding by COVID rules, especially on a strict campus. We had a couple, you know, mishaps, as you remember, a few. I uh, got in a lot of trouble for that. But overall, I think it was it was good because it was kind of a new experience for all of us. And we had to figure out what works, what doesn't, um, be able to make sure that we can get the most out of we can for our senior year, especially in a year where a lot of things that we normally would be able to do kind of were a little bit more uh, risky. Right. And actually with Halloween coming up, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot. What were you thinking of being for Halloween since we didn't have one last year, pretty much? <laughs> um, I actually have two costumes. One is a little nerdy. Uh, Andrew, my boyfriend, wants us to be characters from an anime that we both just recently watched. Um, so we're doing Jujutsu Kaisen for the first night and then the second night we're going to be pirates as per my request. Oh perfect I love the balance. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned you were a captain during COVID year during the pandemic. How did this like prepare you for where you are now like with being in the real world? Yeah um, I work currently as an intern for a company called IEEE which stands for Institute of Electrical Engineering and Engineering. And I think it definitely helped me kind of figure out what I need to do, especially in a year where it's a little hard to connect face-to-face with people. I work a lot behind the camera, behind my computer, especially at home, because they're not really allowing um, people into the office. And it made me be a little bit more um, 
forthright of reaching out to people, asking for help and making sure I'm communicating with them, even though we don't get the in-person interaction. I also think it helped a lot with time management and organization because a lot of the time during the season, I was organizing practice schedules and making sure people were signing up for them as well as going. Um, and it definitely helped me a little bit with just being able to kind of work under pressure and not crack because the entire year was just nothing I could have been prepared for. Right. Nobody prepared us for that. And like, I remember <laughs> that the meeting with coach in January, I still remember it so well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So kind of going back to the season, you had a really good senior season. How was like you. your emotions going into the last meet? Like there was, was there a lot of pressure, like no pressure? How was that? I think I got to a point this year where I realized that whatever happens, happens. And not in the sense that I just, you know, said, forget it. I'm going to do whatever I want, but more so that there was a lot less pressure. I definitely did not go in doing the events that I normally do. As you know, I swim a lot of distance freestyle. And this year I had to kind of go turn around, do a little bit of a 180 and start doing breaststroke. Team player. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, team players, right. Um, and that was fun because it was taking away from an event that normally would probably stress me out doing over and over and over again and putting me in an event that I haven't swam since I was a senior in high school. And right. I actually told coach this. I don't know if I told a couple of people this, but it almost came full circle for me because the last event I ever swam for my club team before going to college was the two breasts. Oh, and wow. I had gone a best time in that event. And it was also at Franklin and Marshall Institute, which is in, uh, I think, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So once again, in like Amish country PA swimming with two breasts. So it was, it was really fun to kind of have that feeling of happiness. And the fact that we even got to that point was exciting because we never thought in a million years that we would be swimming in a championship meet our senior year. Right. And there we were in the middle of Pennsylvania swimming with all our friends dancing on the sidelines with cowboy hats and right. what would you say your favorite memory of of the last meet was definitely after the two breasts I would say when Elin and I got out of our event and we were done with our heat and we kind of looked at each other hugged and then pulled back and immediately knew that neither of us wanted to do the warm down afterwards oh we were God. fully ready to accept the consequences of being super sore but we just were like we're done we're happy it's time to cheer for our teammates and we didn't have to say a word we just knew that neither of us wanted to do it right. and I think that was the most fun was coming back and coach not even caring that we weren't doing what we probably should have done right. and just being able to cheer for everyone right right that's awesome I think mine was probably the bus ride back Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That was a good one. Cause we didn't even really want to sleep. We just wanted to party. Yeah. I didn't sleep. And I remember like, I think I woke everyone up at like 4am looking at that <laughs> with my laugh and you're like, Alexa. Oh yeah. Yeah. And everyone just wanted to sleep. And all of us were in the back, like Woo! at like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So kind of going back to like alumni life now, what is something you wish you knew before you retired? Maybe not even before I retired, but I wish I knew sooner to care less about what I was doing. Like I put so much pressure on myself in those four years about swimming that I would swim better at practices than I did at meets most of the time. 
And I think senior year, I kind of got to a point where I realized I needed to put a lot less pressure on myself because one, it's, it's swimming. It's not like I'm going to be a professional, you know, athlete someday. Although I know, I mean, we have a couple friends heading down that road, like Natalia. And, um, I think I wish I knew my freshman year even, or sophomore year that I should put a lot less pressure on myself and turn that energy more, uh, competitive or more upbeat to be able to just go in and swim and not really think too much about what I'm doing, where I'm going, if I'm beating the person next to me. Right. So I definitely wish I knew that before I retired. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things for me too. And I think that's why we did so well at NECs because yeah. yeah, like I think I saw in Olivia's story today, actually it's been, they won a dual meet for the first time in 18 months. So last year we didn't win, win a single dual yeah. meet. Yeah, we literally did not win a single meet and we I mean we had what like four or five but still like we were not performing well and I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like be the best because we knew that we had one conference so people were gunning for us and that was the scariest part going in right was knowing that it was anyone's game anyone could have won and we somehow came out on top still don't know how that happened still don't know how (laughs) but I'm glad it did I think I remember getting on the bus that night and like I asked all the coaches I was like did you guys think we were gonna win and they all said no (laughs) yeah I will never forget that's another good memory that it's not personally my favorite but I remember after my two breasts that um the relay the last relay Olivia had asked Brian if we get DQ'd will we lose and Brian went to find out the score and I didn't know what he had said until after. I just had seen him run back and go, Olivia, no. And I just saw the energy change for that entire relay and how excited they got. And I, I didn't know what the question was prior. I just found out after they had gone to the blocks what the situation was. And I think that was so funny because yeah. you could just even see there, like there was no pressure. And there right. could have been pressure if they had just wanted to win, but they knew that they didn't need to. Right. And they still tried really hard. I think I was on that really. And it was like a lot yeah. of fun because like the 100 free was before that. And I literally got like crumbs from the Belvita bar I was eating in my goggles. I was like, this is how it ends. Like, <laughs> So kind of going in for the ring ceremony from last weekend. I know we're like still pretty new in retirement, but do you still keep in touch a lot with your teammates and like some of the coaches? Um, the coaches, not so much. I feel like I occasionally will talk to Aiden. Or like coach will text me and ask me a question and I'll send it back. But I haven't been able to really like text any of them. Oh, and Brian, after I found out, he found another opportunity. Yeah. Uh, definitely the team though. I definitely reach out to a lot more people. Like you said, like I still reach out to Olivia a lot. Um, I'll talk to Maggie D occasionally here and there. I love that. Uh, and when I see someone's stories on Snapchat or something and I want to like reach out and say something. I'll talk to Natty sometimes asking her how to clean our hook bracelets from St. Croix. Like I definitely don't feel awkward reaching out to anyone. And even if I hadn't talked to them the entire summer, like I think if I were to text someone right now and say, hey, how you doing? Like it wouldn't be weird. Right. And I think that's great because sometimes people get a little awkward once they go a couple months without seeing people. Right, right. I completely agree. And like actually for, I was in Stalmo last weekend because Kyle got me the guest swipe. So it was just so interesting to like see the conversations like it was like 
about swimming but like even now like when we go back we can talk about like anything like it doesn't change like the conversations might change but like your relationship with the person really doesn't yeah exactly so to end this what would you say your favorite memory together was the past four years I feel like our freshman year like the first meet when we were all the freshman girls were getting ready in like the locker room our old locker room and we were getting so excited because it was the first meet and we had never done anything like this before. Right. And I just remember feeling so happy being there. Yeah. And we were just like goofing off and not really caring. I mean, I swam the thousand and I like died within the first 500. Yeah. But even after that, like I didn't care. Like I was having such a great time with everyone and like experiencing our first meet. And then I feel like, I don't know, just any practice I had with like the mile group. We just all had this collective understanding of like wanting to die a little bit, but still wanting to finish the meet or the practice and really pushed each other hard to be able to finish and get where we needed to. And also, you know, just have fun with it. Right. Occasionally Tyler in the front burping or Sammy telling him <laughs> to shut up, but it was still like a great time despite swimming like such long practices. Yeah. That's awesome. And that kind of brings me to like one of my favorite memories, which is like, I think my junior year, we would switch like you would be in 100 group and I'd be in mile group and we would not should not have been there. But like, it was a net of zero. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They just switched the A on my last name and added it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was fun. Because it would be like we would like walk past each other and be like, night. Right. (laughs) And so the final point is, what advice would you have for current swimmers? For current swimmers, especially now that it's um, COVID is not really as crazy demanding with restrictions, hopefully it doesn't, you know, knock on wood in the upcoming couple months. But I think the best thing is just to, you know, don't let it consume you and enjoy it. Like don't, if it becomes something of a chore, like don't let it get to that point. Make sure you go find help either through teammates, through the school, through your coaches. Katie has been doing a really good job, I think, recently of, you know, uh, helping any of the students out with either therapists or the counselors or like just having them come and talk to her and reach out to them. And I think it definitely helps to know that the coach, you know, is almost like a mom that you can tell things to. I feel like especially now when we have a lot of athletes who are pulling out with like professional athletes like Simone Biles and uh, Naomi Osaka pulling out because of their mental health like I think that's a big step for younger athletes because then they don't feel like what they're doing is wrong because I feel like a lot of times when you are struggling really hard you don't want to pull out because you don't want to be disappointed or disappointing to anyone around you and I think now that we have athletes like that as role models being able to tell you it's okay you know, to take a couple steps back and reevaluate right. doesn't mean you have to quit. It just means that you're going to take a little break. So you make sure you're back to hundred percent before you go out. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. That was very helpful. I feel like for many people, including me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Glad I could help. I love this. Thank you for listening to another episode of the life after swim podcast. Thank you, Alex, for sharing your story. And if you liked today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe so more people in this community can hear the podcast. Until next time.